Hey, and welcome back to Giovanni Andreoli's Movies and More, where I talk about movies and more. All right, everyone, welcome back to the show. Today, I'm here to talk about a very interesting and off-kilter entry in the Halloween franchise, and that is Halloween 3, Season of the Witch. So this movie is set in an alternate universe from the previous two Halloween films at the, that point, and it sees a world where kids all over America want silver shamrock masks for Halloween. And Dr. Daniel Chalice seeks to uncover a plot by Silver Shamrock owner Connell Cochran. So this movie is a very strange one. It's a real odd duck in terms of the legacy of the Halloween movies. And it's one that I don't think is very well liked by fans. And I think that's perhaps unfair. And I'll explain why in a minute. But this movie came at a time where the idea behind the Halloween franchise, at least on like in the producers' minds, was that they were going to sort of switch gears and turn it into an anthology series. We're going to see a different killer and different crazy event on Halloween night every year. And we would just, you know, just every film would be something different, which I think is a really cool idea. I genuinely do. I love anthology series. I think there's a lot of uh, premises where they've been strung super thin and I kind of wish that they would have gone in that direction and uh, I think that's a, just a great way that you can ensure the longevity of a property I think that's a, a just a really cool idea and something really fun to play with keep a lot of stylistic elements the same and then maybe see like some sort of ways that like they kind of tie in and intersect and there's maybe references to other stories but largely you're getting a different story each time out I think that's a pretty awesome way to go about something and I think that the major mistake that they made here is that they did it in the third movie I don't understand I really really don't and, and I think this movie is actually pretty good. I think that it is a lot better than it's given credit for. But I think that putting myself in the mindset of the producers at the time, I don't understand why they thought this would work. I really don't. Because at that point, you just start another franchise. I mean, seriously, like start, I don't know, for lack of a better word, like American Horror Story before American Horror Story. Because... The fact that you've already set the expectation with the first two Halloween movies that it's going to be Michael Myers, it's going to be in Haddonfield, Illinois, Laurie Strode's going to be the main character. Like you've set up this whole world and you've done such a great job of doing so. And then in the third one is the one where you're like, okay, never mind. We're going to see a totally different story. And like Michael Myers is going to be in it for like one shot because they're going to be watching the Halloween movie on TV. And it's like, well, then people don't like that. And it's like, wait, why don't people like it? It's like, well, you set the expectation that it that it's going to be something different than this. If Halloween 3 had been Halloween 2, maybe we're looking at a totally different story. I don't know. But to me, it seems like a very odd decision. However, I think that the actual story shakes out to be something pretty interesting. I think that the idea of a creepy town is something that I will always love no matter what medium it is. There's so many shows where I just love it because it's like a weird town or so many movies where it's just like the eerie vibe of this middle of nowhere town that's got some dark shit brewing underneath a kind of pleasant facade. I love stuff like that. I love The Truman Show. I love Pleasantville. Um, Wayward Pines is a show that is 
you know, ultimately, I don't think very good, especially once it gets to what the twist is and you start to f- figure out what the actual reason behind all the weirdness is. But that's a show that when I first came out and I watched it, I was really into. And I think a big part of it is that is that town aesthetic. I don't know why, but stories that are that kind of have that starting point. I really, really enjoy. So seeing this and seeing this creepy town and like there's cameras watching you everywhere and there's like this pleasant exterior, but there's clearly something else going on. I really, really like that as a starting point for this story. And then once you start to kind of get deeper into it and you start to understand exactly what's going on here, I like a lot of those sequences. I really like the whole idea of the robot army of like security guards and um, the whole thing where they they put the uh, like the finishing touches on it, whatever that they call that, the final approval or something like that. Uh, that is such a cool idea. Like just seeing that interplay between Cochran and uh, his guests and trying to like dance around the topic of like not showing them or really truly giving them a straight answer about what exactly goes on in that in that. Um, private area of the facility that was so cool I really like that whole kind of conspiratorial element to this and I like that it's like got like just this weird just real creepy bend to it that's something that we haven't seen in a lot of other horror movies to like to that point or specifically like the other two Halloween movies I think maybe that's a better way to say it but uh, and then stylistically, I also like that it's sort of consistent with those first two. The music is is reminiscent, but it still does its own thing. And the visuals are also uh, kind of similar in a lot of ways. Just the way that t- that town is photographed and then those really deep blues and, and a lot of this, the color palette of the film. It still has like traces of the first two Halloween movies, but it's still doing its own thing. I like that a lot. I will say maybe one of the only aspects where it definitely there is a downgrade is um, maybe the main characters. I don't think they're really particularly interesting or kind of like charismatic in any real way. They're just kind of like, you know, our main characters and we root for them because they're our main characters. I like seeing their romance develop and and seeing them kind of go out of their way to to put together this mystery and how they're seeing pieces of it kind of fall together. And then they have to, he has to try to save her at the end. And then you have that big twist where she was a robot and all that stuff. And I, I mean, like I like those elements of it, but overall, I mean, they're not like going to be famous main characters and there's sort of a reason for that. So that's maybe one thing where I can see how that's a definitive downgrade from the first two movies. But, um, you know, it's, uh, it, it is what it is. It's, it's kind of like an era where the, the main characters weren't really the focus of horror movies and, uh, caring about them wasn't like the most important part. It's more of like the villain and, and the, the plot. And I also really like the villain's plot. <laughs> Speaking of those, they think the, the look of the masks when they start to deteriorate and all the snakes come out and all the bugs like holy shit those effects look really really good when that misfire happens with the little medallion thing and that lady's like mouth gets like blown open i was like oh holy shit that's that is like surprisingly well done like the way like her like whole face is like kind of like curled out and like 
like bloody and then you see like a bug start to crawl out of it i was like oh that's legitimately eerie that was really really well done and yeah just like you see all the snakes coming out everywhere and the and like they just keep coming out and it's like they're they're coming out through the the folds of the mask and they're like coming out of the the mouth and it's like oh my god it's it's um it's a it's a cool ass creepy like horror movie visual i think that was a really a really cool plot and the whole thing with like the irish cult and how you're sort of getting uh hints towards that through the whole movie so that when they finally put it together you're like oh and you see how some of these sort of disparate expository elements that you've like heard on the news broadcast and stuff like that how it all kind of fits together you've been seeing the the um like the the commercials and you've been seeing the little clips of halloween the first movie and then you've seen like the news footage of the fact that uh, there's a part of Stonehenge that was stolen. And then at the end, it kind of all comes together and you realize you've been learning a lot of that stuff in the background. You just didn't even realize it. I thought that was really well done. So overall, I think this is actually a legitimately pretty enjoyable and well-made movie. I don't know if I catch any flack for that or what. I, I don't think that the general consensus of this movie is very positive. But like I said before, I think that's perhaps unfair because... I understand that it's not a good Halloween movie. I totally get that. It's not, it's, it's just not, it's a totally its own thing. And it's, and it's way too out there for that franchise. And they really should have just stuck to Michael Myers. But if you look at it as a totally separate thing, if you just look at it as its own standalone movie, I think it's actually pretty good. And I think it's sort of a forgotten uh, treasure from, back in the in the old days so i think this is one that you should definitely give a look if you haven't before and if you have and didn't really like it and came away feeling like all right come on take us back to haddonfield give it another look i think this is well worth your time actually i think it's a lot of fun All right, before I get out of here, I want to say that I am grateful for uh, some days coming up to be off. Actually, I think the day that this drops, I'll be off in the morning. I only go to school in the morning, so when I'm off in the morning, that means I'm off for the whole day. And that has given me the freedom to take on some more uh, side hustle jobs. So I'm going to be doing like some yard work and stuff, and then after that, I'm going to go to my actual job. And that's just really exciting. I'm grateful that I have the opportunity to kind of double up my money there and... Um, I, I don't know like why they, they did it quite the way they did it. Uh, we're doing tours, I guess, during those days. So they don't want us in the building, which I think is kind of weird. But hey, regardless, I'm not going to say no. So I'm just grateful to have that opportunity. All right, you know the drill. Rate, view, subscribe for your podcast. Five stars, super helpful. After that, you can go ahead and tell a friend about the show. Word of mouth is one of the best ways to spread the word about the podcast. So thank you if you've done all that, and thank you in advance if you're going to. But in the meantime, thank you as always for listening. That's the most important thing that you do for me. And yeah, until next time, happy, happy Halloween, Halloween, Halloween. Happy, happy Halloween, Silver Shamrock. <laughs> Peace.